uh, not not a consulting request. This is an advertising. Cappy, are you making money off of suicide? Are you a grifter? No, I'm making money off of preventing suicide. Yes, yes, I am, <clears throat> and and I don't care because if if I save lives and make a five dollar commission per, per book, so be it. I'm perfectly all right with that. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, I was writing the book, the menu. Life Without the Opposite Sex. And the reason I wrote it primarily was actually not because Fred. I, I did dedicate it to Fred, and I kind of feel bad that we lost Fred. <clears throat> but it, it was, I'll be honest, it was because of the economic philosophy or observation that I had that um, men and women really don't want to get married anymore. Uh, families off the table. And we could go through the reasons why that is technology advancing government, welfare, <clears throat> careers, economic growth, all that. But men and women have more or less been obsoleted from one another. We really don't need each other to survive. And I was looking at it more from an existential standpoint, because if you look at uh, practically all, <clears throat> all of economic human, or all of human economic, technological, cultural advancements, creations, technology, everything, everything, that was created in the past, it was driven disproportionately uh, by the pursuit of, of love and forming a family and having children. I would argue men, both men and women played their own respective roles. Uh, men have an incredibly huge sex drive. Women have what we want. Women require men perform and produce and provide stability and protection. And men went out and did that and created all of freaking society. All of it. More recently, yes, <clears throat> as technology has advanced and uh, we don't all have to toil in the fields anymore. Every, more women could do, oh, women could be scientists too, things like that. And I don't begrudge that. Welcome to the club. But that is how we got here. All right, for millions of years until the last 30 or 40 years, where quite literally, tell me if you've heard this before, gentlemen, we don't need no men fish bicycle. Literally telling you, we don't need you. And it's true. Women don't need you. They don't. In the past, women needed men to survive. We provided protection, provisioning, and all that other stuff, and women were beheld into men. That is no longer the case. There has been major changes economically, technologically, politically, and all that. Women no longer need you. And now with that need gone, the relationship between men and women is purely voluntaristic. And what we find out is men and women really don't like each other that much. And everyone's going to the respective quarters, and no one's having kids or families falling in love. Now, this is fine if you're okay with that. And women are a little bit better. You got to read the book to find out why. Women are better prepared for that than men. I would also argue that for eons, women have been holding men, and there is a genetic bioevolutionary <clears throat> resentment that is genuine. Where that you're like, where is all the hate coming? Why? What did we do? I just got here. I wasn't around in 1700s. They uh, they didn't like it. I'll be honest, I, I, if I have to come down after that, I don't think they liked it. Um, but this does not undo all your years of human conditioning and programming and hardwiring. And so what we see, especially with men, but I would argue with women too, if we look at antidepressant use <clears throat> going up, uh, this is wreaking an incalculable toll on people's happiness, mental health, 
and, and the economy of finances where the sexes no longer need or want one another. This puts most of you in an existential crisis. <clears throat> well, if not family and love, what do I do? And that's why I came up with the men. You say, okay, without the opposite sex, without family, marriage, love, and children, here's what you can do in life while you're here. And you're compelled to figure this out because you're here. You're alive. You're existent. Now, that was the economist in me. What practical use, what practical value, what ultimate value can you get out of your life? Because it's the only one you got. It's the only time you have. It's the only asset this universe has given to you, both men and women. But the problem is that a lot of you, especially men, cannot overcome your genetic hardwiring, cannot overcome your biological programming. And unfortunately, like friend, uh, Fred and many other men, you end your life and this trend is going up and I don't care what the professionals say is because men and women have abandoned each other. That's why women are getting more depressed and men are going to be are and will continue at increasing rates to commit suicide more. Now, I would like to stop that for logical and obvious reasons. And yes, I will make five dollars a life I save, hopefully. But I didn't I didn't intend or think or make the connection just yet, even right in the intro with Fred about how much we lamented his loss. But it's like, wait, wait, wait. If you find out a purpose and reason to live, then you ain't going to bump yourself off. Or as Pete, the guy you refuse to invite to social gathering says, noose your, rope yourself. That's what it was rope yourself. And so because there's like now the secondary alternative, I'm like, well, that's kind of an important thing to point out. Guys, yes, talk to the therapist. Yes, it is not the answer. If you watch a video I did before, I think it's called Before You Kill Yourself. <clears throat> because the, the logical economic explanation I bring up there is like, well, wait, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it. All right. Before you do that, all right, you, you, before you end yourself, by logic that puts every possible option on the table then. You can go down like that guy did. He go down to Mexico. He got himself a bunch of whores. He did a bunch of coke. And he came back and says, well, maybe I'll live. Life ain't too bad. You can buy whatever you want. You can rob a bank. And in, in the book, The Menu, I even say, you could shit on Nancy Pelosi's front stoop. <laughs> Put his poop on her stoop. You could do any because what was the option? You were going to die, right? <clears throat> and so that that was my my argument before. But here's, okay. Well, if you rob banks and you poop on Nancy Pelosi's stoop, uh, you're probably going to go to jail and you, that's not going to really improve your life. Uh, but this is the menu. It's a menu of things that give you point, purpose and reason life to live. So not only does it answer the existential question, the economic question I was answering, it might prevent you from committing suicide. So just like before you commit suicide, before you kill yourself, why don't you read this book? Just just read. I would also argue, give a couple things in the book a shot. Right? <clears throat> most of it was for you, most people, to not be depressed. So men weren't bored. So there was not an existential problem. It was also to prevent women from getting depressed, to give them something to do. And in a very tragic and ironic sense, I didn't argue, well, maybe we should all get back together. I admit that that's not happening. I know that. I know that, ladies. We got, got the message a lot. We're not coming. This impasse shall remain. We should not pass this impasse. I got it. In the meantime, to improve your mental health, both for men and women, and to prevent you guys from committing suicide, I make a very compelling argument, not just in the list itself of everything to do, but the logic and reason. I was like, well, here's why you should. 
<clears throat> and I ain't no Rolo Tomasi. I ain't no Terrence Pop. Those books, by the way, please tune into Terrence Pop. Read Rolo Tomasi's books. Those books have prevented a lot of men from roping themselves. I I would say in addition to those books, could you throw mine in there as well? Because And I, I of course, being facetious about the $5 commission. <clears throat> but, you know, it's five bucks is five bucks, you know, but it would make my day a hell of a lot better if in addition to the five bucks, hey, you saved a life. Like, that'd be cool. That'd be really freaking cool. I won't lie. I do enjoy it when um people, hey, you prevented me from majoring in stupid shit. And I'm like, awesome. In part because I know I helped the guy, but in part I, I prevented some liberal arts fucking piece of shit communist liberal arts professor at college from getting the money. I, I won't lie to that. But yeah, man, if I could keep you around a little bit and you go out and you have a good life. Maybe no one painted a road or a roadmap or gave you a menu to choose from. There it is. And do a couple of the things on the menu before you rope yourself. So there you go. Scott McIntyre, 10 generous dollars, bought the menu in hardcover. Hey, how did it turn out? Did it look all right? I've been too busy. I didn't even order it. That's how, that's like the best form because it then it's very menu-like, like a menu has a hardcover. name. Hopefully it's here by May 12th so I can read a poolside in Vegas and later use it as a coffee table. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> oh, God. See, now, if I had a billion dollars, I'd always play these practical jokes. I would go, what I would do, well, they'd be quick to it. I would go to like a, a feminist restaurant or some leftist restaurant. And then having their menus, I'd replace the menu on the table with my menu. People would pick up, what the hell is this? It's a girthy 90-page menu. What's going on? Yeah, let me. If any of you also did get the um, <clears throat> hardcover co uh, version, please uh, let me know if there are any problems with it. Any more super chats? No, that's it. All right, that's it. See you guys later. Toodles. <laughs>